Welcome everyone to the Views from the 601 Podcast. I am your host, Darrell Reese Jr. And today we have a couple topics about football, a little bit about basketball, my original predictions, playoff implications last week with the Patriots and the Jaguars and the Eagles and the Vikings. So let's just get into it. My prediction last week, well, a couple, well, yeah, yeah, last week was Jacksonville over the Patriots. Now, Jacksonville was up at halftime. I can't remember the score, but they was up at halftime, and everybody thought, everybody thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to take it. And I felt like, and I seen a um, stat to where, like, when a Jacksonville Jaguar, when they up at halftime, by a certain amount of margin, maybe 10 or more, they have a winning record, and they've been dominant in that, in that department all season. So I thought to myself, Tom Brady has to throw the ball in order to, for the Patriots to win this game. I believe in the Jaguars' secondary. Their linebackers are fast enough to hold the tight ends and the running backs, and Jalen Ramsey can do his job as well as A.J. Boyd. So as I was watching the game, I was thinking, it's too much time. And then Patriots just kept inching on, inching on. And a lot of penalties was called on the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. And only one penalty was called on the Patriots the whole game. And I think that was on special teams. So I was like, okay, Tom Brady got the ball. And all he got to do is do what he does best. And, but I felt like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense was so dominant they can win this game down the stretch. But I always said Tom Burr is the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen, especially with his resume. And he somehow managed to um, win the game for him. And I have think it was before halftime, I would say Gibson the church hit a with an illegal hit on Gronkowski and, and ended up he was in the concussion protocol so so I was thinking he probably not gonna come back because they're like a vicious hit so he probably won't come back after that and then later on in the game he was ruled out so I was like okay Jacksonville Jaguars don't have to, they don't have to worry about Grunk they can just focus on Amendola and the running back so I tweeted and I said all you gotta do is hold Tom Brady and force him to throw to the wide receiver because he like throws to the running backs out the backfield a lot. But he got Amendola involved. He got Hogan involved. He got White involved. He got all, all those guys involved. And it just seemed like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense just shrunk under pressure. And the final score was 24-20 Patriots. And what was the big story of the game was the penalties, like I said earlier. The big story was the game was pass interference on, I think it was Ramsey or Bowie. I think it was on both. Now, the one on Ramsey, I don't think there was pass interference. Maybe it was Bowie, the one later on down in the stretch. So, yeah, I feel like Bortles, he did enough. He didn't turn the ball off, so he did enough to where he can – win this game for him. That's all he needed to do was just enough. He didn't have to do too much. He didn't have to do too little. He just had to do enough. And he did that, but the shadow of Tom Brady just managed to win this game. So you got 
the Patriots back into the, back in the Super Bowl. Like we ain't seen that one before. We done seen that countless times over the years. So let's go to the Vikings and Eagles game. My original prediction was I had the Vikings winning this game. Now I didn't get a chance to watch this game that much. I watched it towards the third and fourth quarter, and by that time, the game was over. So judging by the impact and the and the celebration that they had last week, that miraculous play by Stephon Diggs, the GOAT, Stephon Diggs, I thought Minnesota had enough momentum to come into this game to win. But they they struck, they scored first. I seen that when they scored first. I think it was Rudolph. He scored the first touchdown. I was thinking, okay, the Vikings can do enough. Their defense is, I would say, number one or top five or something like that. They can do enough to win this game. But the Eagles defense, the Eagles defense and Nick Foles on offense, the quarterback Nick Foles, I seen a metric today where he has the highest passing rates in the playoffs, and everybody doubted him because of his history. But last time he played for the Eagles, I would say he threw seven touchdowns. I would say that's on the Raiders. I would, I would say that's on the Raiders. Seven touchdowns tied the NFL record. I can't remember which team, but if I can think in the back of my head, I would say the Raiders. But that was years ago. And then he went to the Rams, I would say, or the Chiefs or something like that. But, yeah, like, the ending score was 38-7. The game was only close, I would say, in the first quarter. And Nick Foles did just enough, like Blake Bortles did, to win. But Blake Bortles didn't come out on top. So that end the score was 38-7. The Eagles scored 17 points in the second quarter. And the score was 24-7 at halftime, I would say. So, yeah, the Vikings defense just didn't step up. Some people say they still stuck on last week or two weeks ago. They still stuck on that miraculous play by Stephon Diggs. They still stuck on that. So we got the Super Bowl in the next couple of weeks. We got the Patriots versus the Eagles. I would say they played in 2004, so it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch when the Eagles had Donovan McNabb and those guys. So I will make my prediction, I would say, at the end of the podcast or maybe next week. So I'm leaning towards the Patriots. I'm really not I'm not a fan of the Eagles, but if they had Carson Wentz, if the Eagles had Carson Wentz, I will – 100% take the Eagles to win this game, especially with their defense. But the Eagles have showed they don't need Carson Wentz in order to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they don't need Carson Wentz to win the Super Bowl. And we're going to see how that plays. I would say February. I can't remember when it is, but in February, we're going to see the Super Bowls in Minnesota. So we're going to see where that goes. And right now, I'm keeping up. I'm watching highlights from the well, – I'm watching – Practice from the Senior Bowl. I've been watching guys like I've been watching Falk, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. 
and all those guys. And I've been really impressed by Baker Mayfield and what he's what he done with this team. I think him and Allen maybe is on the same team. But I've but the Baker Mayfield has been making the right throws I've been seeing. So yeah, I've been watching a little bit of that. I think the senior bowl is this weekend, maybe. So yeah. But I heard I looked on my Twitter feed, I don't think Baker Mayfield's gonna play in the senior bowl. I don't think. So we're gonna see how that goes. I really couldn't even think of the quarterback that's in the senior bowl right now. I was trying to think, so I know my charges are there scouting some players, and I want to get in depth of who I feel like we should draft. I think we hold a 17th pick. So I want to see, and I'm going to explain, like, who I want when our position needs and draft. And I feel like if we don't sign Trey Boston, which is a need, but it's not our biggest need. Like I was telling guys, it's not our biggest need. And um, to address in free agency, but or address in the offseason. Our biggest need will be a run stuffer, a guy in the middle, DT. And I think Vita, I think he plays for Washington, can fill that void. Or if we don't sign Trey Boston, we can get a guy like Derwin James if he falls to 17. Like, like I said on the other podcast, episode one, I don't see us taking the quarterback first overall because I feel like Phillip Rivers can give us three, three years tops, three years tops, and then he can ride on the sunset. But I feel like we might draft the quarterback this year, but then again, I wouldn't. I think Kelly Clemson, this is last year on his contract, so I feel like we're going to release him. And Cardell Jones can take the spot as second-string quarterback, and we can maybe get a free agent quarterback or get an undrafted guy. In that department, we get an undrafted guy out of free agency, and we can see, and we just head into the season with that. I, I feel like Cardell Jones can be that guy, but he has a lot to work on. And he can learn that under Phillip Rivers for the next two to three years. So I feel like he can learn under Phillip Rivers. He can grow. Because I know last season he was a healthy scratch. And he didn't dress all season. I think he dressed for one game maybe. Maybe one or two games. But yeah, he was a healthy scratch that game. Well, he was had to scratch all season. He only played one game, but he suited up, but didn't play. Because I think Phillip Rivers in concussion protocol that week, so it was debatable was he if he was gonna play or not. But I felt like he was gonna play. Now it was a lot of speculation of should we trade up in the draft, but I don't think we should because that's not a guy that I think we should get. Now one need I feel like we should address address in free agency as well as in the draft, is get a running back, a second-string running back later in the rounds because we have Gordon we have Gordon and Austin Eckler. I think Brandon Oliver is going to be a free agent, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. But towards free agency, so I feel like we should get a guy. I can't remember the guy named from the Buccaneers, 
Doug Martin. We should get a guy like Doug Martin. I think he's going to be a free agent in the offseason to um, just take the load off Melvin Gordon. He had his first 1,000-yard season last year. And if he would have went down or the games that he was hurt or the weeks that he was hurt, we didn't have a true second-string running back. Yes, we had Austin Eckler. He came on late in the season. Once our offense started clicking, that's when he came on late in the season when we start passing more, get Keenan Allen involved. The offensive line started blocking more, more improving for Melvin Gordon. But there's one guy on the Chargers offense who I feel like is going to be a key factor next year. That's Mike Williams, wide receiver out of Clemson. He didn't participate in any training camp. He got, I think he got hurt on the first day of minicamp with a back injury or something like that. Yeah, a back injury. And he didn't really get a chemistry with Phillip Rivers like we wanted him to. And he didn't really get them amount of reps that we needed him to. I can't remember what game he came back, but he showed no production. So I feel like he, he doesn't have that chemistry with Phillip Rivers, but he will participate, hopefully, in a full offseason this year so he can get that chemistry with Rivers and just get in tune with the rest of the guys on offense, get familiar with the playbook more, and we just got to get him involved because I need him. Us Chargers fans, we need him to play that Michael Floyd role, M80. We need him to play that role where Philly Rose can rely on a 50-50 deep ball to a guy. We haven't had that since Michael Floyd, so I feel like we can get a guy. But we, I feel like he's a guy that can fill that void next year. I would say Tyrell Williams is a free agent this year, but I really don't know. But I feel like we need him to be back on the team next year for insurance, him paired up with Kenan Allen. Even when Kenan Allen went down last season, he had over 1,000 yards because that was our true wide receiver. Our other number one wide receiver was hurt. That's why we drafted a wide receiver. And, guys, I feel like we might let go. And a guy we feel like we might let go is maybe Travis Benjamin. I haven't really been hearing much about him, really, but I feel like he's a guy that we might let go because we have guys like Artavia Scott and Jeremy Davis who really didn't play at all this season. And I like both of those guys, so I feel like they can find their way on the 53-man roster next year because they're both good receivers, in my opinion. So I feel like they can find their way on the 53-man roster next year. And they're going to the defense side of the ball. One guy in particular who I feel like we should let go, but I know we not, is Hayes Pullard. His pro football focus grade had to be the worst that I've seen this season. And we had trouble stopping the run, especially when Denzel Perriman was hurt a little bit of the season. Jatavius Brown didn't get that much playing time. We had safeties like Adrian Phillips playing the box, playing that linebacker safety prototype role. So I feel like he's another guy that I feel like we should re-sign. A lot of people don't agree with me, but I feel like he can play. He plays that prototype role, linebacker safety. And he can give us that added need that we need. We just need to play Jatavius Brown more, in my opinion. I just feel like we should play him more and get him involved in the defense. 
because I think I would say the first four weeks, first five weeks, maybe the first three weeks, he led the NFL in tackles. I would say if I can remember, he led the NFL in tackles. So yeah, he's a nice addition to our defense. We got more production out of our D line this year. Like early on in the season, we had production out of Chris McCain early on in the season, but that production kind of fell. And we really didn't get much production out of Brandon Mebane, our defensive tackle we got from free agent from Seattle. We really didn't get a lot of production from him. He's up there in age, so I feel like we might let him go. I would say we signed him to a two-year deal. So it's going to really be 50-50 on what Tom does with that addition. And another, a lot of conversation has been going around with our secondary Casey Hayward, yes. Casey Hayward, in my opinion. I said Jalen Ramsey, but I'm going to go Casey Hayward is the best cornerback in the league. And you can look at the stats to prove that. Just check his stats. Number one rated corner in the NFL, Casey Hayward. And then we got Trevor Williams on the outside who showed production this season. I think he was an undrafted free agent. So he showed production this season. But a guy... People was talking about Jason Verrett. He wasn't really 100% early on in the season. He came back. Some say he came back too fast. So he really wasn't 100%. So we just placed him on IR and see what kind of production we can get in the next year. But he, I think we can put, get his fifth-round option for him to stay on the team. And some people say we should trade him and get value from him, but I feel like Jason Verrett went healthy. When healthy, Jason Verrett is a top 10 corner. And he showed that when he was healthy, but he hasn't really played a lot of games. I feel like we're going to give him that Keenan Allen approach. We're going to give him one more year to prove his worth because Keenan Allen was bounced back from hurt, kidney, ACL. He was um, He really didn't play much couple years ago so I feel like we should do that Keenan Allen approach for Jason Verrett to give him this year this upcoming year 2018 season to see what he can do and to see what kind of production we can get out of this secondary with Jason Verrett, Trevor Williams, Casey Hayward and Desmond King. Now Desmond King is a guy that I feel like we can move around all over the field he can play he can cover the slot receivers and he might be a better fit at safety. So if we don't sign Trey Boston and we don't sign Derwin James, it's a possibility that they move Desmond King to safety because he's a guy that needs to be on the field to show production. And he, he was a rookie last year, and he was one of, one of the top defensive rookies last year. So I feel like we should probably move him to safety, but still have him in a box. From time to time. So, yeah, we're going to see where that goes next year. But, yeah, it's draft season, so I should be giving insight on more guys who I like in the draft. I really like Darwin James out of Florida State. Is a guy that I really like who I feel like we should get. Another guy from Florida State a couple years ago, Jalen Ramsey, who I wish the Chargers would have got. That's another guy. 
who I wish we would have got. But I would say Bosa was in that draft. But Bosa was a great addition to our team. I hope we can get him long term in the next couple of years once his contract is up because he had some contract dispute when he um, he came into the league. So we're going to see where that goes. But if I had to pick, if I had to choose a quarterback that we could draft later on in the round, it would probably be Mason Rudolph. I think his name Mason Rudolph, but I feel like he's a more fit approach for the Patriots. But I really don't see us drafting a quarterback early because people had the same speculation last year that we was going to draft a quarterback, and I don't think we did. We didn't draft the quarterback at all, so. I feel like we take that same approach this year, but if we do draft one, I don't see us drafting one early. I'm looking towards the fifth, maybe fourth through the seventh round that we draft the quarterback because we have more needs to fill. We have to get a DT, maybe a safety. We definitely need to get an inside linebacker. And another guy that I like, He's an inside linebacker from Georgia, Raycorn Smith. But I don't see him falling to 17. If he's a guy that the Chargers really like, they're going to trade up to get him. But I don't see him falling to 17. But if he does fall to 17, we shouldn't hesitate to get him. So, yeah, I feel like that's a guy that can really improve our run defense as well. He can play sideline to sideline. So, I feel like he's a guy that we should get. The first couple of picks, I know the Browns have the first and the fourth. I've really been keeping up with the Browns lately because they've been making some off-season moves with coaching staff and front office. And I would say that, yeah, they signed Ty Haley for the offensive coordinator and Hugh Jackman. He turned over play-calling duties for Ty Haley, the former offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if I was the Browns with the first and fourth pick, before the draft, I would try to get Kirk Cousins. And then they wouldn't have to address quarterback. They can either draft two guys with their picks or trade the first pick or the fourth pick. And one guy that I know the Browns should get would I would say Saquon Barkley or either Saquon Barkley or Darren James. Either need would be a great fit for them, but their defense is pretty solid. It's going to be pretty solid in the next couple of years, so we're going to see where that goes. But, yeah, like I said, on my Super Bowl prediction, I'm leaning towards the Patriots. I really see it being a close game. I would say all the Patriots Super Bowl has been a close game. But if the Eagles were to pull it off, it's going to have to come down to the Eagles secondary, which is not really that good. I would say they got some veterans like Malcolm. They got veterans. Malcolm Jenkins on the outside. I think he plays safety. So they got veterans back there that's been to the playoffs before that knows the ins and outs. But the question is, is how will they contain Tom Brady? That's going to be the hard part. How can they contain Tom Brady? So we're going to see about that. 
But like I said, I don't see the Patriots. I see this is the last year for their dynasty. Not just Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, but even if they had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady next year, I would say today, this season and this Super Bowl, this is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady last run at the Super Bowl. Even if Bill Belichick gone next year, even if Tom Brady is gone next year, either or, this is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick last run in the Super Bowl. But I don't see either of those guys leaving, so I still feel like this. Like with the direction of the where the league is going, all these teams emerging, all these teams that lost their quarterback that should have been in the playoffs, like the Colts, the Packers, all those teams that lost key guys during the season. Those are the guys. Those are the teams that I feel like would challenge for a Super Bowl next year. With a coach, they have a while to go. They have to get a defense. But I feel like Andrew Luck will be back next year fully healthy. And one team that I do not see making a Super Bowl run next year. Well, in the future, in the near future, to see how the Seahawks, because I feel like their team is going to look totally different next year. I don't feel, I feel like Richard Sherman is not going to be on the team next year. There are some articles saying that Cam Chancellor might not play again, but I feel like he will. That's not really big news coming out about that, so I feel like he will. But yeah, it was really disappointing seeing the, um, the Jaguars lose because I felt like that was my Super Bowl pick from the, from the moment the playoffs started. That was my Super Bowl pick, but I feel like their defense, they just, I don't know what happened. They just went down here once the fourth quarter started. It was, they was up 10. Once they was up 10 in the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, okay, all you got to do is Get the offense to control the ball, control the clock, and the defense just has to hold the Patriots. They just had to hold them maybe to a field goal, and they were they were just held the Patriots just one field goal. They would have came out on top, but Tom Brady does what he does best. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters, they scored 10 points. So I don't know what's going on up there in Foxborough, but hey, they pulled out on top. But yeah, I will get in depth once I get a list of the free agents, of becoming free agents. I will give a list on who the Chargers should go after. I don't really, I really don't know the cap space, but I feel like they have enough cap space to keep Jason Verrett and maybe sign a backup running back or an inside linebacker. And if we do that, then we can do a little something during the draft, maybe do a little trades. But one thing, our most important free agent signing that we have to make is a kicker. We lost so many games this season early on because of a kicker. And I think we just signed a recent second-round pick out of – Florida State, his name Robert or something. I really can't pronounce his last name. But, yeah, we just signed him. A lot of people are mad. I mean, 
really too happy about that, but we're going to see where that goes. It's going to be a competition. It's going to be a competition to see who comes out on top. We're going to sign maybe two more kickers, maybe one more. But, hey, we need to take a look at the guy out of Georgia. I can't remember his name, but we need to take a look at him. If, if he's coming out, he might stay another year. But if he's not, we need to draft him maybe in the fifth, seventh, sixth round or something like that. We just need to draft him. So The Pro Bowl is coming up January 28th, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. We got a couple charters in the Pro Bowl. We got Russell Okun. We got Melvin Ingram, Kenan Allen, and Casey Hayward. I would say I'm missing somebody, but we had Joey Bosa and Phil Rivers, but they chose not to go. Joey Bosa is dealing with a finger injury that he was dealing with all season. And Phil Rivers just want to spend time with his family. So then you can understand that. So we're just going to see how that goes. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Let's get a little bit of NBA talk. The um, All-Stars... The All-Stars was um the list of All-Stars was came out, I would say yesterday. And maybe two guys was snub. I would say two guys was snub. Well, one guy I'm gonna talk about, and that's Paul George. I think he's leading the league in steals. He's up there, he's a top five defensive player. And guys who I feel like should not have been on there, well, I would take out Draymond Green. That may be one guy. I know Lou Williams and Andre Drummond was two guys that could arguably been on there, but one guy that should have been on the All-Star team was Paul George, and you could take out Draymond Green. But, like, everybody knew this was coming. Everybody knew it was going to be a lot of snows, like there'd be every year. But with the loaded West, I feel like, Draymond Green should not be on there. And I think all four of those guys from the Warriors was on the All-Star team last year, I would say. And another guy that you can take out, you can take out Al Horford. I haven't really been watching a lot of Celtics games or keeping up with it, but there's, you can probably take out Al Horford too. But, yeah, I'm just excited for Chargers football next season. This is probably going to be one of the most anticipated seasons that I've been ready for. That I've been ready for for a couple years now. I feel like this is going to be the season next year. Because I'm already prepared for the offseason. I'm not really. But, yes, the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. But it's going to be exciting to watch. I'm going to tune in. But. I feel like I'm. I told you I'm leaning towards the Patriots, so we're gonna see where that goes. But I'm just excited for Chargers football. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things to be excited for next year with the production of Mike Williams. Hopefully, Tom said that we was potentially gonna keep Verrier. I hope we do. Our defense showed promise last year, despite being one of the top worst teams in Russian Russian defense. Yeah, we signed a backup running back, get an inside linebacker, and get a nose stuffer at the DT position. 
we can really make some noise this year. But like I said, I feel like these teams, they didn't want us in the playoffs this year, but I feel like it was up to us anyway. So can't blame nobody but yourself on not making the playoffs. But, yeah, it's a new season coming up after the Super Bowl. But right now, it's Super Bowl season is draft season. So I know a lot of guys are being scouted out there. Like I said, I really don't see us taking a quarterback early because it's not really a major need. People say it's a need. Some people say it's our number one need, but Phillip Rivers showed no sign of slowing down this year. He was second in the lead in passing yards behind Tom Brady. I would say behind Tom Brady, but I know he was second in the lead in passing yards. I think the top quarterbacks in the league in passing yards was over 30. Maybe one. Maybe one wasn't, but most of them were over 30. But, yeah, I just want to get a, um, a time frame and get a, a date set on when I want to release the podcast because I was dealing with some issues with it throughout the week. So I just wanted to see. I just want to see where I'm going to go with that. I don't know if I want to release it on a Monday or Thursday. Thursday. It's going to be either one, either Monday or Thursday. Maybe Tuesday. But yeah, once I start getting, I'm starting getting more prepared for I'm starting to get more in depth with it, starting to get more knowledge with it, just trying to understand how it works. And I got it on, it's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes. I'm working on to get it to Audio Boom, Overcast, Podbeam, and some other more platforms that I can spread it out and just get the word around. But yeah, I'm just going to end this podcast by telling you knowledge is power. Always remember knowledge is power. I want to end this podcast. I want to end the up and coming podcast with some sayings that I might write or some quotes that I might look up or I might make myself. But for right now, I just want to leave by saying knowledge is power.